Welcome to Zikhu Dafsi Manmer Rabbi Abraham Goldhai and Dirim Zechus Yevamas Daf Lamed Gimel, the third parak Arba Achim. So the three Dafs are going to focus on number one. The Gemara Daf Lamed Base Amid Base brought three Malchokasim between Rabbi Chia and Bar Kapar regarding Azar Shishimish B'Shabbos, a non kohen who did a vodah in the base of Mikdash on Shabbos, a Baal Mum Shishimish B'Tuma, a blemish kohen who did the avodah while Tame, and Azar Shalakam Malika, a non kohen who ate the meat of a bird offering that was slaughtered through Malika. Rebekiah held that in each of these cases the person is chayv twice, and Bar Kapari held he's only chayv for one transgression. The Gemara here goes to an extensive analysis of what the Malchokas is based on. It concludes that they're disagreeing the Rebbe Shimon in regard to a simultaneous prohibitions, which are prohibitions that come into being for a person at the same time, and according to the opinion of Rebbe Shimon. Rashi explains, according to Rebbe Chiyah, even Rebbe Shimon, who rejects the principle of Isser Kolel and Isser Mosif, would agree that prohibitions that occur at the same time take effect since neither is in a position to block the other from taking effect. According to Bar Kapara, Rabbi Shimon also rejects the principle of Be'ezer Babas Achas, simultaneous prohibitions taking effect. Point of two, the Gemara asks, in reference to the case of Azar Shishimish B'Shabbos, what avoded did the Zar do on Shabbos? It cannot be Shechita, since Shechita is kosher with the Zar. It cannot be Kabal or Halacha, receiving the blood or carrying it to Mizbeach, since Tilta Ba'amahu, it's only a case of handling, and it's not a form of Chilol Shabbos. And it cannot be a case of Haktara, burning it on the Mizbeach, since Rabbi Yossi holds, Havara Lulav Yatsas. Kindling was singled out in the Pasuk to teach that it's only a love and is not a Malach that one is Chayv, capital punishment, and cars for. Ravachar Yaakov said, "Beshchitas parashu kol gadol, shechting the kol gadol's bull on Yom Kippur, according to the one who holds that a czar may not do it." When the Gemara notes that even an ordinary kohen is not permitted to do so, it answers that czar in this context refers to someone who is not a kohen in regard to this avoda. Ravashi objected to this answer since the chatos was not mentioned in Rav ruling, and neither were any negative mitzvos. Rather. It refers to general prohibitions, even if they do not result in achatas or malkas. The nafkamina is in regard to Akavru bin Rishayim Gemurim, to burying him among complete Rishayim. According to Biyosi, he's buried among complete Rishayim in a cemetery for those who were stoned or burned. And pointing with you, the next mission brings a case of two men who were Makadish two women, and at the time of the chuppah, hechlifu zezeh, they exchanged wives, and discusses how many lavim they would be over if it was a case of two brothers married to two sisters who were nidas, and how to rectify the situation. The Gemara asks if it's possible that they willfully exchange wives, for it's hard to believe that the mission is addressing Rashaim, and furthermore, Rechia taught in Roleda Brace that there would be a total of 16 chatos brought, and if they did it, Bemezid, a chatos is not brought. Review the answer to Nehuch Vahu, and then the Mishnah to read, they were exchanged, Beshogeg. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara and Davram Abbas brought three Malchokazim between Rechia and Barkapar regarding Azar Shishimish Beshabbas, a non kohen who did a vote in the base of Mikdash on Shabbos, a Baal Mum Shishimish Batuma, a blemish kohen who did the avoda, while Tame, and Azar Sha'acha Malika, and a non kohen who ate the meat of a bird offering that was slaughtered through Malika. Rechia held that in each of these cases the person is chayv twice, and Bar Kapari held he's only chayv for one transgression. The Gemara here goes to an extensive analysis of what the Malchokas is based on. It concludes that they're disagreeing in regard to a simultaneous prohibitions, which are prohibitions that come into being for a person at the same time, and according to the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. Rashi explains, according to Rabbi Chia, even Rabbi Shimon, who rejects the principle of Isser Kolel and Isser Mosif, would agree that prohibitions that occur at the same time take effect since neither is in a position to block the other from taking effect. According to Bar Kapara, Rabbi Shimon also rejects the principle of Be'ezer Babas Achas, simultaneous prohibitions taking effect. Point of two, the Gemara asks, in reference to the case of Azar Shishimish B'Shabbos, 
What a voted did the Tsar do on Shabbos? It cannot be Shechita, since Shechita is kosher with the Tsar. It cannot be Kabbalah or Halacha, receiving the blood or carrying it to the Mizbeach, since Tilta Ba'amahu, it's only a case of handling, and it's not a form of Chilol Shabbos. And it cannot be a case of Haktara, burning it on the Mizbeach, since Rabbi Yossi holds, Havara Lulav Kindling was singled out in the Pasuk to teach that it's only a love and is not a Malach that one is Chayv, capital punishment, and cars for. Rav Achab Yaakov said, B'Shechit is parashat kong gadol, shechting the kong gadol's bull on Yom Kippur, according to the one who holds that a czar may not do it. When the Gemara notes that even an ordinary Kohen is not permitted to do so, it answers that czar in this context refers to someone who is not a Kohen in regard to the Zavoda. Ravashi objected to this answer since the Chattus was not mentioned in Rav ruling and neither were any negative mitzvahs. Rather, it refers to general prohibitions, even if they do not result in a chattas or malkas. The nafkamina is in regard to a kavru bin rishaim gemurim, to burying him among complete rishaim. According to Biyosi, he's buried among complete rishaim in a cemetery for those who were stoned or burned. And pointing with you, the next mission brings a case of two men who were makadish two women, and at the time of the chuppah, hechlifu zezeh, they exchanged wives, and discusses how many lavim they would be over if it was a case of two brothers married to two sisters who were nidas, and how to rectify the situation. The Gemara asks if it's possible that they willfully exchange wives, for it's hard to believe that the mission is addressing Rashaim, and furthermore, Rechia taught in Roleda Brace that there would be a total of 16 chattos brought, and if they did it, Bemezid, a chattos is not brought. Review the answer to Nechuch Vechu, and then the mission to read, they were exchanged, Bishogeg. Alright, so now we go to our Simmerdaf Lamed Gimel, and our standard Simon is a peg-leg pirate. A peg-leg pirate. So here goes. The peg-leg pirate who was caught doing two prohibitions at once as he served in the temple on Shabbos, and was told he was going to be buried among the complete Rishayim, even though he just did an Isser Ba'alma, ran and was Makadosh, a woman, whom he accidentally exchanged with another at the time of Rechopa. Once again, it's a motion. The pegleg pirate, pegleg pirate, that must be more enough, Lama Gimel. The pegleg pirate, who was caught doing two prohibitions at once, as he served in the temple on Shabbos, which reminds us, the Gemara goes to an extensive analysis of what the Malchoks between Rebekiah and Bar Kampara is based on, and concludes they're disagreeing in regard to simultaneous prohibitions, which are prohibitions that come into being for a person at the same time, and according to the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. Rashi explains that according to Rebekhi, even Rabbi Shimon, who rejects the principle of Isser Kola and Isser Mosif, would agree that the prohibitions that occur at the same time take effect, since neither in his position to block the other from taking effect. According to Bar Kampar, Rabbi Shimon also rejects the principle of Be'ezer simultaneous prohibitions taking effect. So, the peg-like pirate who was caught doing two prohibitions at once, as he served in the temple on Shabbos, and was told he was going to be buried among the complete Rishayim, even though he just did an Yisr which reminds us, Gamora asks in reference to the case of Azar Shishimish B'Shabbos, what avoda did the Azar do on Shabbos? Rav Achabar Yaakov said, B'Shechit is parashal kong gadol, shafting the kong gadol's bull on Yom Kippur, according to the one who holds that a czar may not do it. When the Gemara notes that even an ordinary cone is not permitted to do so, it answers that a czar in this context refers to someone who is not a cone in regard to this avoda. Ravashi objected to this answer since the chattas was not mentioned in Raviosi's ruling and neither were any negative mitzvahs. Rather, it refers to general prohibitions even if they do not result in a chattas or malkas. The nafkamina is regard to lekavru ben rishaim gemurim, to bearing him among complete rishaim. According to Rabbi Yossi, he's buried among complete Rishaim in a cemetery for those who were stoned or burned. So, the peg-leg pirate was caught doing two prohibitions at once, as he served in the temple on Shabbos, and was told he was going to be buried among the complete Rishaim, even though he just did. And Yisr Ba'alma, 
Rana was Makadish, a woman whom he accidentally exchanged with another at the time of Rechupa. Which reminds us, so the Gemara clarifies that when the next mission brings a case of two men who were Makadish to women and says that at the time of the Chupa, they exchanged wives, which implies Bamezid, that the Mishnah should be amended to read Huchufu, they were exchanged, Bishoge. So once again, the pegleg pirate who was caught doing two prohibitions at once as he served in the temple on Shabbos and was told he was going to be buried among the complete Roshayim, even though he just did. And this Obama ran was Makadish, a woman whom he accidentally exchanged with another at the time of Rechupa. All right, now it's time for four blabat chazara. Tav chavtes, so the sim of chavtes is a cot. So here goes. When the Mufna brothers sleeping in the cot, cot, that must be more in Tav chavtes. When the Mufna brothers sleeping in the cot was woken and did mimer with one of two sisters, which reminds us that the next mission brings about folks regarding to what degree mimer is considered like a full marriage. The case is when there are three brothers, two of whom were married to two sisters, Ve'echad Mufna, and one is not married. One of the sisters' husbands dies childless, and the Mufna does mimer with the widow, and then the second brother dies childless. So the second sister now falls to Yibum to the Mufna. The mimer wife stays with him, and the second sister goes out without Yibum or Chalitza, because she is his wife's sister. But Basil saying he must terminate his mimer wife with a get and Chalitza and his brother's wife with Chalitza. This is the case in which they say, Woe to him over his own wife and woe unto him over his brother's wife. This is because the Mufna loses both women. So when the Mufna brother sleeping in the cot was woken and did mimer with one of two sisters, he knew that her sister who then fell to him for Yibum did not answer his mimer wife as Akhuzukuka so. Which reminds of Rabbi said, do not say that Maimer according to Beishamai, Kone Kinyan Gamur, is a complete Kinyan of the Yavama, so that if the Yavam wants to send her out, I get a sufficient. Rather, Maimer according to Beishamai, in a Kone El Litchos, but does not make a Kinyan except regarding being Doch and the Maimer's rival Yavama, which in this case is her sister. Ravashi teaches that Rabbi said a different version of Beishamai, which the Gemara comes to refute. So, when the Mufna brother sleeping in the cot was woken, and then Maimer with one of two sisters, he knew that her sister who then fell to him for Yibum, not us or his mimer wife, as Akos Zukukaso. But he was too sleepy to remember if the mimer was like Nesun or like Erison requiring Chuppah and her consent. Which reminds Rabbah asks, Mimer Beishamai Nesun Oso or Erison Oso? Mimer according to Beishamai. Does it affect Nesun or does it affect Erison? If it works like Erison, she would require Chuppah with her consent. Daf Lamed. So the Simon Daf Lamed is a Molamed, a Rebbe. So here goes. The Rebbe, Rebbe. That must be more Daf Lamed, Molamed. The Rebbe, whose principal forbade him to discipline his class one moment, and realized he wouldn't be able to discipline them forever, which reminds us that if a Yavim's wife's sister felt him for Yibam once from one brother, which of course he couldn't do, and then again after his wife passed away and her Yavim passed away, Behold, the sister of his deceased wife is forbidden to him forever, since she was forbidden to him at one time when her first husband passed away, and she fell to him in Yibam. So the Rebbe, whose principal forbade him to discipline his class one moment, and realized he wouldn't be able to discipline them forever, couldn't stop the boys from throwing paper, who claimed they were playing the Suffolk Kedushin game, which reminds us the fifth mission that Dov states for Kulan, and in all of them, referring to the 15 cases of Arias listed in the first Mishnah of the Masechta, Shayu Behen Kedushin or Gershin Besafik, if they were in a state of a Suffolk Kedushin or Suffolk Gershin, their Tsaros require Chalitza, since there's a possibility that they're not Tsaros of an Erva, but may not be taken in Yibum, since there's a possibility that they are Tsaros of an Erva. The mission explains that a Suffolk Kedushin is if the husband who has since passed away had thrown the Kedushin, referring to either money or the Shtar to the Erva, and it was a Suffolk where that landed closer to him or it landed closer to her. 
It then gives three examples of what a Suffolk-Gerishan is. So the Rebbe, whose principal forbade him to discipline his class one moment, and realized he wouldn't be able to discipline them forever, couldn't stop the boys from throwing paper who claimed they were playing the Suffolk-Kedushan game, after he told them the Suffolk-Gerishan game isn't played like that. Which reminds us, the Gemara notes that the Mishnah did not present a case of a Suffolk Gerishan where a get was thrown and it was a Suffolk if it landed closer to him or to her, like it did with a Suffolk Kedushan, which Rush explains implies that the divorce would not be valid and that Tsar would not even require Chalitza since she's considered a Tsara of an Erva. The Gemara asked why is divorce different and Rabbi answered, This woman referring to the Tsara of the Erva had a Chazaka of one who was permitted to marry anyone after her husband's death, and on account of a suffolk, you're coming to prohibit her? Do not prohibit her based on a suffolk. Abaya challenges this answer. So the sim is the law, and we use a judge as the sim. So here goes. The chalitza judge. Judge? That must be more daf The law. The chalitza judge was having a rough day when he gave up trying to determine who died first in a collapsed building, a husband or his wife who was his niece. Which reminds us of Bayi Challenge Rabbi who said that we do not prohibit a woman who has a chazak to marry anyone on the basis of a suffolk. From the case of a mapolis, where a house collapsed on a man and his niece, whom he was married to, and it's not known which of them died first, her tsara does chalitza and may not be taken in Yibum. So we see from this Mishnah that even though the Tsar has a chazaka to marry anyone, she's prohibited to do so without chalitza due to a suffolk. The Gemara gives two answers, the first one being that in the case of divorce, which is a common occurrence, the rabbis decreed that she does not do chalitza since it might lead to yibum. In the case of the Mapolis, the collapsed house, which is not a common occurrence, the rabbis did not decree to not do chalitza out of concern. It will lead to yibum. So the chalitza judge was having a rough day when he gave up trying to determine who died first in a collapsed building, a husband or his wife who was his niece, and then had to listen to two sets of witnesses arguing over where a thrown get had landed. Which reminds us, the Gemara attempts to explain the difference between our mission of the case of throwing the Kedushan, which results in a suffolk, and the case from a mission in Gittin, which deals with throwing a get, which results in a suffolk, by explaining that in Gittin we're dealing with two sets of witnesses, where one set said it was closer to her, and the other set says it was closer to him. In such a case, it's a suffolk derisa. Rashi explains that since there are two witnesses who say it was closer to her, we cannot use the principle of chazaka to resolve the suffolk for her tsara and release her from chalitza. Our mission is dealing with one set of witnesses where one says it fell closer to her and the other said it fell closer to him. And therefore it is a suffolk the Rabbanan. The Gemara will successfully refute this answer. So the Chalitza judge who was having a rough day when he gave up trying to determine who died first in the collapsed building, a husband or his wife who was his niece, and then had to listen to two sets of witnesses arguing over where a throne get had landed, while a woman complained in the background about the stress of having two Zikas. Which reminds us, it's Melchokas Tanakam Rebishim, what a woman does if she has two Zikas on her, which resulted from one brother doing mimer with her before passing away, and her falling to Yibum to her third brother. The Tanakama holds that the Pusik teaches that she cannot do Yibum, since Yibum is only permitted when there is one Zika on her, not two. Rabbi Shimon does not hold that there can be two Zikas. He has a suffolk whether Mimer works completely to make the first widow, the first Yavam's full wife, or it does not work at all, in which case the Yavama fell to the Yavam from her first husband. So the Simon Dafalam base is a mad scientist in a lab. So here goes. The mad scientist, mad scientist, that must be run Daf Lamed base. Mad scientist in a lab. The mad scientist strange Isser Chal Isser radar device pointed at a man's brother's wife, who was his wife's sister, which reminds us it was taught in the Bryce of Ba'alel. If the Yavam had relations with the Yavama, while his own wife, who was her sister, was still alive, Rabbi Yossi holds that he's high for violating the Isser of a brother's wife and a wife's sister. 
Rabbi Shimon says, He's only chayv for violating the iser of a brother's wife. Rashi explains that Rabbi Shimon holds, Ein iser iser. One iser does not take effect upon another iser. So the mad scientist's strange iser chalal iser radar device pointed at a man's brother's wife, who was his wife's sister, detected an iser mosif signal, which reminds us, the Gemara asks whether Rabbi Yossi really holds of iser chalal iser, for it was taught in Abraisa. If one didn't aver the results in two different methods of execution, the Tanakhama holds, Nidam B'chamura, he's subject to the more severe one. Rabbi Yossi says, Nidam B'zika Rishon Bali Love. He's subject to the execution that comes from him from the first attachment. This seems to prove that Rabbi Yossi does not hold of Isser Chal Al-Isser. Rabbi Yavo said Rabbi Yossi does hold that Ein Isser Chal Al-Isser, except in the case of an Isser Mosif, when the second Isser is more extensive than the first. For example, when a man marries, his wife's sister becomes prohibited to him, but not his brother's. When one of his brothers marries a sister, then the sister now becomes prohibited to all the brothers. Therefore, Rabbi Yossi holds he's high for both if he has relations with her. The Gemara will refute this explanation. So the mad scientist's strange Isser Chalal Isser radar device pointed at a man's brother's wife, who was his wife's sister, detected an Isser Mosif signal coming from a czar doing a vote in the base of Migdash on Shabbos. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings three disputes between Rechia and Bar Kapara. It was stated, Zar Shishimash B'Shabbos, if a non-Kohen served in the base of Migdash on Shabbos, Rechia says he's chayv twice, once for serving the base of Migdash, and one for being Mechal Shabbos, whereas Bar Kapar says he is only chayv once, as a non-Kohen serving. Each one took a note and claimed they heard their opinions from Rebbe. Two more similar disputes are brought, and on the next daf, the Gemara will discuss whether Melchogazim are based on. Alright, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden wishing you a great day and great learning.